the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Mask up, Lebo. Yeah, those signs were everywhere in Mount Lebanon for most of the past year and a half, until recently anyway. And I would see them on my weekly walk uh, in my old neighborhood over there. And I would also see people walking their dogs on the side streets with no human within 300 feet of them, and they'd be wearing masks. Lebo was obsessed with masks to the point that it was puke-inducing. So it should be no surprise to anybody that the Mount Lebanon School Board last night voted to have all the kiddies wear masks when schools open later this month. This, of course, uh, is despite the fact that there is zero science to support it. And there is lots of science to support the idea that kids wearing masks all day is really bad for kids. Enough so that you could make a case that it's child abuse, actually. But uh, Fox Chapel also said that uh, masks are going to be mandatory. And you can bet that other districts will be following their lead. Um, I requested an interview with the superintendent of Mount Lebanon Schools. Never got a response. Not that I expected to get one. Now, I don't have kids in school, but if I did, especially if I had kids in kindergarten or first or second or third grade, there's no way I would send them to school and make them wear a mask for six hours. Just wouldn't do it. Uh, it's just too stupid for words. And it'll really be disappointing and sad if the adult sheep in Mount Lebanon said they're, uh, send their little lambs to school with a mask on without putting up a fight. Uh, and by the way, one of the things I see missing from this discussion now how come nobody ever mentions social distancing anymore? I keep hearing about masks, masks, masks coming back. I hear nobody say anything about social distancing. Now, wasn't it mandatory that uh, back a few months ago when this uh, hysteria began that the kids, if they did go to school, they had to be sitting six feet apart or three? I don't know. They changed it around. But there, there was supposed to be social distancing going on. I don't hear that being mentioned anymore. Anyway, I have a tape. Uh, a recording that I want to play for you in our second half hour from a doctor. He spoke at a school board meeting in Mount Vernon, Illinois recently, and the video has gone viral. It's tremendous. He, he totally destroys everything that's being done by the government to stop the spread of COVID-19, from vaccinations to masks. He's okay with vaccinations, but he thinks it's ridiculous to require people who have had COVID to be vaccinated, and he said their symptoms become worse then uh, the, the side effects of the vaccine are worse for people who have already had the disease and then forced uh, to get the vaccine. And then coming up after this break, I will have Mr. School Choice in America, Corey DeAngelis. He's been here before. He's going to hear to talk about how much the teachers' unions have to do with the insanity and how it's about to become a problem for them and how all of this is a great advertisement for school choice. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. 
Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. This is John Stoggerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19-related disruptions have caused abnormal behaviour in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-in Pest-Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest-Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-in Pest-Free goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair income. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's gopestfree.com, promo code P-E-N. Gopestfree.com, promo code PEN. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. The John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I told you before the break that at least uh, two local school boards, Mount Lebanon and Fox Chapel, have uh, voted to make their district's kids wear masks when schools open. And you can be pretty sure there are going to be many more to follow if they haven't already. They could have been more added since uh, the last I checked a couple hours ago. Anyway, who's behind the stupidity? There's a good chance it's the teachers' unions. Corey DeAngelis is the National Director of Research at the American Federation of Children. He's an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute and a senior fellow at the Reason Foundation. And he's become America's Mr. School Choice. He joins us now. Corey, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So, uh, in your piece in the New York Post today, you write that the teachers have gotten themselves into a catch-22 situation because of their love of masks. What's the catch-22? Yeah, it's uh, actually a funny story. Um, in places like Florida, the governors have told the public schools that they can't force all kids to wear masks and that the, fa- that the family should be able to make that decision for their own kids. The teachers' unions in Florida and other locations as well have uh, have been upset about that. They've they've wanted to force kids to be able to wear masks to, to to have to wear masks, and the response from the Florida Department of Education has been to say, okay, well, if, if you don't like the mask mandate ban, you don't like letting people choose, then uh, allow families to take their children's education dollars to a private school that has the masking rules that they like, whether that's all masks for everyone or mask choice within that school setting. It goes both ways. The families will have that choice going forward in Florida. They just made that decision last week unanimously at their board of education. So the, the teachers unions getting upset about the decisions by the governor to allow families to choose mask or not have, have accidentally allowed them to free, fa- free families from their clutches by allowing them to have vouchers to go to a private school. It's, it's 
amazing. They put themselves into a lose-lose situation, but it's a win-win situation for families. Now, how widespread, uh, Corey, do you think the mask mandates are going to be by the time uh, all the schools are open in September? We've had, as I mentioned in my uh, intro to you, I, I, uh, I know of at least two that have said so today, and I'm guessing that there, there are probably more than I'm aware of already, but those yeah. were the two that made yeah, the news it? today. More and more keep happening. Just late last night, Omaha Public Schools in Nebraska, which is more of a red state, but it's a blue area in a red state, uh, they just voted to mandate masks for all kids and not allow, to allow families to have the choice. So that that just happened. I mean, they, they, it's happening as we speak. And the, the reality is the places with the stronger teacher unions are going to have these mask mandates. That was true last year. Uh, there was just a, a study that just came out in Iowa, for example, that found that the public school districts with stronger teachers unions were more likely to mask. They were also less likely to reopen their schools for in-person instruction. So the unions are, are continuing to make children and their families miserable going into this school year. And that's horrible for families right now. But in the long run, I think it's great for the movement of school choice and educational freedom because families are getting fed up. And the more and more that the unions show their true colors and piss parents off, the more that those parents are going to push to take their children's education dollars to the educational provider that works best for them. This past year, school choice support is at an all-time high. It jumped by 10 percentage points, according to the latest Real Clear Opinion Research polling since April of 2020 to June of 2021. And 17 states this past year, including Pennsylvania, either expanded their existing programs or enacted new programs to fund students as opposed to systems. And this whole argument about masking and then also the, 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 the curriculum in the schools, it just reveals the problem with one-size-fits-all systems and the obvious solution is to fund the student directly and empower families to go to the education provider that works best for them. That's the only way out of this. That's the only way we can move forward without forcing our views on other people's children and forcing our preferences when it comes to mask policies on other people's children as well. This is the only way forward we move, we move uh, forward in peace. What, what do you think is the motivation for these teachers in the unions yeah. uh, for doing this? Uh, are they actually that afraid, or is there something political or something that involves that making get, making uh, their situation better as far as maybe getting some more money or not having to work as much? Or what, What's the motivation? Well, it's partly political. The people in the teachers' unions tend to be more left-leaning than the general population. This, unfortunately, has become a political issue but they also profit from all of the chaos that they create. The teachers unions benefit from a state of disorder because they can point to that state of chaos as evidence for them needing more resources to uh, return to a state of normalcy. So they profit from chaos, whether it comes to fights about uh, reopening the schools in person and things switching back and forth. And then now it, they profit from this fight and disorder when it comes to masking in schools or not and, and, and back and forth changes because families want normalcy again. And the unions know that the, if they create this state of disorder, it gives them more leverage to lobby for additional resources from the taxpayer. We saw it before last year with the reopening debate. Now it's turned into this masking debate but you know what? I'm hoping that in more and more states that school choice continues to rise. We already had the year of school choice in 2021. I welcome the teachers unions to continue overplaying their hand. In a way, we should actually thank Randy Weingarten and the teachers unions for inadvertently doing more to advance school choice than anyone could have ever imagined. So one part of me says, you know, keep it up, bring it on and continue uh, stepping in it and and shooting yourself in the foot because parents are going to to not stand for this any any longer and so going into the future I can see uh, I have a, I have optimism when it comes to proposals to fund students directly who knows maybe in Pennsylvania you'll have a a, a proposal soon to allow families to choose another education provider and to take their children's education dollars with them 
if they disagree with their public school's masking policy. That could go both ways, too. If you don't like that your public school district mandates your child to wear a mask, or if you don't like that your public school district does not mandate that they wear a mask, it can go both ways. And we can, uh, I think that's the best solution going forward to allow people to sort into the institutions that have the best policies for them. Yeah. And, um, it's one thing to say that, that it's the unions behind it, but are we talking about, uh, I mean, do you have any uh, research or just from uh, anecdotally anyway, um, that how, how much the rank and file is supporting the, the leadership on this in, in, the, in the average teacher's union? Yeah, I haven't seen any uh, surveys uh, on that, uh, survey research on that, so it's hard to tell with certainty. But you can be sure that there are some teachers within the teachers' unions that don't agree with the masking policy. You've heard anecdotes of this um, on, on social media and elsewhere that some teachers that work in the public school system don't want to force kids to wear masks and want them to be able to get along with their peers and not have to and to be able to see each other's faces. Um, but unfortunately, what we see is what the union bosses are lobbying for and what they're overwhelmingly pushing for is to make families' lives miserable and to take that choice away from them. Well, is um, uh, it's, it, it's, it just seems like there would have to be teachers who look at this and think it's ridiculous. I, I'm just wondering, also <laughs> from your experience, um, how reluctant is the average teacher to push against what the union is trying to sell? Well, put it, they're in a very tough position um, because they're subject to bullying if they come out against the union leadership. Um, so, so I, I, And they don't see a huge benefit for coming out and sticking their necks out in, in uh, defiance of the union bosses. What is the true benefit besides, you know, doing what's right when it comes to individual union members. Uh, they face a lot of risk for doing so, but they don't face a huge benefit. So it, it, it makes sense from a ration, just a regular rational cost-benefit decision-making standpoint that they wouldn't come out publicly with this. Um, so, but look, I mean, I, again, I think the only, the, the, this is just further highlighting the problem with one-size-fits-all systems whether it comes to the critical race theory debate, which I don't care if you send your kid to a, to a school that specializes in critical race theory, if that's something that aligns with your values, you should be able to do that. But at the same time, don't force other people to send their kids to a, a school that does not align with their values. It's the same thing with the masking debate. It's the same kind of idea with the common core debates that we've seen before one-size-fits-all systems don't work, and we shouldn't want to force our values onto other people's kids. We should just get, we should just be able to send our kids to the institutions that, that work best for us. And, and Advantage families are already able to do that. They can already afford to pay out of pocket for homeschool expenses or private school tuition and fees. We should allow all families to have that choice by funding students directly. Look, Pennsylvania spends, what, like $18,000, $19,000 a kid per year? That's astronomical. It's much higher than what the private schools charge. Why not give some or all of that funding to the families? The education funding is meant for educating the child after all. It's not supposed to be meant for propping up and protecting a government institution. Why don't we let them decide what's best for their own kids? Yeah, I mean, forget masks and uh, critical race theory. That's bad enough. But uh, in a place like Baltimore, where I think it's 40% of the kids don't get a 1.0, Grade point average. Yep. Uh, what else? What other evidence do you need? For I don't care what they make them do. If, they, if that's all they're getting out of, what's the point of even showing up? Yeah, and look, if you if you think a one is great, and that's that fits your definition of success, which everybody knows that it doesn't. Right. You sh you you would still be able to pick the public school system in what I'm proposing. No one's taking that option off the table, and in fact, what we've seen with the preponderance of the evidence overwhelming body of evidence on this is that the public schools actually get better when they actually have to listen to the needs of the families. That when families have exit options and they can vote with their feet, public schools face true bottom-up accountability. They listen to the competitive pressures and they start to allocate resources more efficiently. 
and they do a better job. That's how every other industry works. It's how education works as well, that families need to be able to access alternatives in, in order for those institutions to listen to what they actually need. Now, you mentioned Florida and, and what the solution there, or what they're trying to make as the solution yeah. there, um, uh, where they give the parents money. I think it's seven thousand over $7,000 yeah. each, for each kid. So if I have two kids I, and I'm in Florida, I get $14,000 to send my kids to school somewhere? Yep. Yep, and that's already approved. They approved that last week unanimously, and other states have started to tinker with the idea. Arkansas legislators filed Senate Bill 2 with the same idea. If you disagree with the masking policy, you can go somewhere else and take your children's education dollars to a provider that works best for you. Um, I've heard of whispers of legislators thinking about introducing similar bills in other states. The Tennessee Speaker of the House, for example, publicly supported the idea a gubernatorial candidate in Arizona, Matt Salmon, uh, just called on the governor for a special session to try to get this same kind of concept implemented in Arizona. All families should be able to take their children's education dollars to the best education provider for their kid, regardless of the masking mandate. But look, this is a step in the right direction that we shouldn't force people into institutions that might not work for them, whether it's mandating a mask for everybody or not mandating masks mask for everybody, based on their risk assessments and based on their preferences and their values. We shouldn't force anybody into those institutions. And some states are toying with the idea. Florida already got it done, and hopefully more states are on the way. West Virginia did it, um, not over the masks, I don't think, but just basically, yeah. just over the idea of school choice. They, uh, they Every... every- yeah kid gets $4,600 or something like that. And West Virginia went from zero to 100 real quick. They had no charter schools on the ground, no private school choice initiatives at all Yes, last year. This year, the teachers unions overplayed their hands, and West Virginia has essentially school choice for almost 100% of the population. It's over 90% of the school-age population can access their children's education dollars to take it to a private, a homeschool, a tutoring scenario, a pandemic pod, a homes, homeschool co-op, a micro school. They're doing it right. That's how you fund students instead of systems. I'd say that's the best way to do it. It shouldn't matter what your school masking policy is. It shouldn't matter what the curriculum is in your school. Families should be able to choose based on their own preferences. It could be because of masking. It could be because of the curriculum. It could be because of the poor academic outcomes in the school. But families choose educational environments for a lot of different reasons. And so the best way to do this, in my opinion, is that, that families should be able to choose how, for whatever reason uh, – yeah, it's, they, it's, they choose a school. It shouldn't matter what the masking policy is. It's kind of pathetic, actually, that it takes something like they're seeing their kids going off to school with a mask on to make the idea of getting someplace else for your kids to go to school, uh, getting that, that idea to hit home with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a shame that it took something like that to get people to start thinking, wait a minute, why don't I have a choice in this? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but look, the great thing is COVID didn't break the public school system. It was already broken in a lot of ways. And over the past year and a half, a lot of people have figured this out. They finally figured out there's not any good reason to fund a failing, closed, bureaucratic government institution when you can fund the students directly instead, just like we do with so many other taxpayer-funded initiatives. We do this with food stamps. The money goes to the family, not a government residentially assigned grocery store. We do this with Medicaid dollars. You can take the Medicaid dollars to a private religious hospital if you want. You, we do this with Pell Grants with higher education. The funding goes to the student. They can choose public, private, religious, non-religious. Same thing with state-funded pre-K programs. The money goes to the person and the family, and then they can choose public, private, religious, or non-religious providers of pre-K services. Why don't we do the same thing with K-12 education? I'll tell you why we haven't been able to do it yet. It's because the unions fight really hard against any change to the status quo. Choice is the norm with higher education and pre-K and just about any other industry in the United States, but choice threatens that entrenched special interest that profits from getting your children's education dollars, regardless of the choice of the family, regardless of, of the, how well they do, regardless of the preferences 
and the satisfaction levels of the family and what we've seen over the past year and a half in some places, regardless of whether they even open their doors for business. So, of course, they fight really hard against that. But, look, families, the jig is up. Families have figured it out. They've seen what's going on in their classroom. They've seen that the unions don't prioritize the needs of their kids. Instead, they prioritize protecting their bureaucratic institutions and power. And families aren't going to stand for that any longer. And, thankfully, they'll never, I don't think they'll ever forget what happened to their kids over this past year and a half. Hey, Corey, I'm out of time. I really appreciate it. Every time you come on, you, uh, you're, the, you're the man with the school choice. I love what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, that's Corey DeAngelis, National Director of Research at the American Federation of Children. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Senate has passed a roughly $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure deal. A significant win for President Biden and the first step on his top legislative priority. Senators voted 69 to 30 on the bill, which was spearheaded by a bipartisan group of senators led by Democrat Kristen Sinema and Republican Rob Portman. Nineteen GOP senators voted with all Democrats to pass the legislation. The bill is now heading to the House, where it faces an uncertain future and skepticism from progressives. Speaker Nancy Pelosi has vowed she won't take it up until the Senate passes the second part of its infrastructure two-step. The bipartisan deal includes roughly $550 billion in new funding, making it substantially smaller than the $2.6 trillion proposed by President Biden earlier this year. Bernie Bennett in Washington. And after a barrage of sexual harassment allegations, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo now says he will resign. This is SRN News. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Extortion 1-7 requesting permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tagay Valley. That's all flash. You can't flash. Anybody out there, we have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Extortion 1-7, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there a black box on board? Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. What really happened? The SEAL Team 6 that dreadful night. Fallen Angel. Extortion 1-7. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Carl Jackson isn't high on the infrastructure deal. Here's what you have to understand about infrastructure. If that becomes law... The left is winning but because they'll use infrastructure to get their way and change society. There are all types of left-wing goodies in that infrastructure bill. That becomes law. Law sticks. It's not an executive order. The Larry Elder Show with guest host Carl Jackson. Weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The Answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, a state administration isn't a side job, it's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
Delays on the inbound Parkway North, Reedsdale Street down to the Fort Pitt Bridge. A delay of around seven minutes or so. Outbound on 28 Heavy from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. Parkway East outbound. You're going to see delays from Glenwood and Oakland up to Edgewood Swissvale. Eight to ten minutes extra there. Inbound slowing Grant Street to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And the Parkway West outbound congested 19 to Carnegie. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. A thunderstorm in spots this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies and humid. We'll see a low of 73. Times of clouds and sun for tomorrow with a thunderstorm. It'll be humid with a high of 84. A thunderstorm in spots tomorrow evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy and humid. Low 74. Thursday, hot and humid. Times of clouds and sun. A couple of strong nighttime thunderstorms. The high 91. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, schools opened in the Mount Vernon School District out in Illinois last week. They had three cases of COVID-19 in the t- entire district and several other close contacts. And, of course, lots of people now are hysterical. There was a school board meeting to discuss the mask mandates and other policies there. And this comment, without notes, by the way, he's standing at a podium with no notes from Dr. Dan Stock, has gone viral. It's about six minutes long. Well worth your time. Listen. Um, Dr. Dan Stock, uh, 5777 West 700 North, McCordsville, Indiana. Um, to, to address your comment, gee, it's hard to believe we're 18 months into this and still having a problem. And I would suggest the reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful. And we're getting our sources of information from the Indiana State Board of Health and the CDC, who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses, they are spread by aerosol particles, which are small enough to go through every mask. By the way, the literature that supports all of that is in a flash drive that we presented to you. It's been given to the secretary. As a matter of fact, it quotes at least three studies sponsored by the NIH to that exact fact, even though the CDC and the NIH have chosen to to ignore the very science that they paid to have done. Um, that is why you keep struggling with this, is because you cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines, and then they cause symptomatic disease. Because they cannot be filtered out and they have animal reservoirs, and this is a very important point, no one can make this virus go away. The CDC has managed to convince everybody that we can handle this like we did smallpox, where we could make a virus go away. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adenoviral respiratory syndromes, or anything else that has animal reservoirs. So the reason you can't do this is because you're trying to do something which has already been tried and can't be done. Equally important is that vaccination changes none of this, especially with this vaccine. And I would hope this board would start asking itself, before it considers taking the advice of the CDC, the NIH, and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. And then ask yourself, why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? And to help you understand that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals on coronaviruses after the SARS uh, outbreak and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where a vaccine used in a vulnerable individual done the wrong way, which cannot be done right for a respiratory virus, which has a very low pathogenicity rate, causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. And that is why you are seeing an outbreak right now. In fact, in that flash drive you're going to have coming to you and in the emails with six extra, will be a study showing that 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason for treating any person vaccinated any differently than any person unvaccinated. You should also know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. In 2014, there was outbreak of mumps in the National Hockey League. 
The only people who came down the symptoms were the people who were unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status. Boy, that sounds like a great argument for vaccines. But a question that you should ask yourself, knowing that half of the people who came down with symptomatic disease had no contact with an unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status individual, where did they get the disease? And the answer was from the vaccinated individuals. No vaccine prevents you from getting infection. You get infected, you shed pathogen. This is especially true of viral respiratory pathogens. You just don't get symptomatic from it. So you cannot stop spread. You cannot make these numbers that you've planned on get better by doing any of the things you're doing because that is the nature of viral respiratory pathogens. And you can't prevent it with a vaccine because they don't do the very thing you're wanting them to do. And you will be chasing this the remainder of your life until you recognize that the Center for Disease Control and the Indiana State Board of Health are giving you very bad scientific guidance. And instead, read the articles that are going to come on the email and are on this flash drive and listen to the people in this audience here tonight who actually have recognized the advice they are getting from the CDC and the NIH is counterfactual. And that's why you're still fighting this with this vaccine that supposedly was going to make all of this go away, but it suddenly managed to make an outbreak of COVID-19 develop in the middle of the summer when vitamin D levels are at their highest. By the way, the other thing that would be necessary, any vaccine restriction to be considered is if there were no other treatment available. And I can tell you, having treated over 15 COVID-19 patients, that between active loading with vitamin D, ivermectin, and zinc, that there is not a single person who has come anywhere near the hospital and we already have studies that show that if you achieve a 25-hydroxy vitamin D level greater than 55, your risk of COVID-19 death will drop down to one quarter of the population average for the United States. And there are active treatment trials included on that flash drive that show the same is true. So if you were going to discriminate based upon vaccine, you should also discriminate based upon 25-hydroxy vitamin D level, zinc taste test response, and probably previous infections, since there are also studies on that flash drive that show that people who have recovered from COVID-19 infection actually get no benefit from vaccination at all, no reduction in symptoms, no reduction in hospitalization, and suffer two to four times the rate of side effects if they are subsequently vaccinated. Therefore, the policies that you are basing on are totally counterfactual. I don't blame this board for that because I know you aren't scientists and you've thought it was reasonable to listen to the CDC, NIH, and the Indiana State Board of Health. But I would encourage that instead you listen to the people out here in this audience and read what's on that data drive. And if anybody here in this board has any questions about anything on that, I will happily come back and sit with you individually if you would like to explain the science behind this. And if you're worried about being sued by somebody because you don't follow the guidance of the CDC and the NIH, I will tell you have a free pro bono expert testimony at your disposal. I will testify in defense of this board, turning down all these recommendations for free at any time in any court. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Um, that, uh, I, I don't know, you can say this guy's a quack, whatever you want to say about him, but um, I believe him because it makes sense to me. It's common sense. The kids don't get uh, extremely sick. They don't die. Leave them alone. Let them go to school. I, I'm to the point now where I'd like to have government people come over who are infected with a disease and cough in my face and just give me the disease so I can be done with it. I'll be right back. This is John Stagerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft, but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Traders, listen up. As life in America starts to return to normal, are you looking for the best trading opportunities? With the current real estate market, the rise of crypto, and the volatility of tech stocks, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point... 
You don't have to. Text the word money to 813-813 to learn how our technology analyzes over 1 million data points per day. Text the word money to 813-813 so you can learn how to predict market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Whether you're trading stocks, options, forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text MONEY to 813-813 to find out how to maximize your gains. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 now. By texting in, you consent to receive calls, voice, and text messages using automated technology regarding offers by or on behalf of Vantage Point. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS. Which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Lens S. Learn more at lensess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades. And transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, you know, we have our own problems with COVID-19 in our country, but conditions are much worse in other parts of the world specifically Latin America and the Caribbean, kids are going hungry. And that's where food for the poor comes in and where you can make an immediate impact. Anitra Parmalee of Food for the Poor joins us now. Anitra, I want you to start, if you would, with telling us who Doña Amanda is. Somebody who is on the other side of your generous gift. When you go to theanswerpgh.com, click on that red food banner and give a gift of $37. You are rescuing a child, providing two meals a day. John, I'm going to say that again because it's kind of extraordinary. Two meals a day for six months with your gift of $37. Doña Amanda lives in Nicaragua and she has taken over the care of her children because of a tragedy that hit her family. She works at the local landfill and to be honest, that is just a pleasant word for the dump. She is scrabbling for anything to feed her grandchildren. You change that despair, that darkness into hope and light when you give a gift. You give Doña Amanda peace and joy and a replacement for the fear for the future with your gift. $37 will feed one of her grandchildren for the next six months. John, that's until February of 2022. If you want to just make a note on your online calendar, how much good you're doing with your gift of $37. Yeah, and uh, she's got five kids she's taking care of. So $185 will feed those five kids for six months. 
kind of incredible, huh? That we can, we can make a gift that's equivalent to a couple pennies a day, but literally, $37 provides six months of life-saving food. These are families, our team went into a, a shack. It was a, a home, but, you know, it was about the size of the shed maybe that you have in your garden. And there was a mother there with two young children, maybe one, seven, one, nine, two little boys. And one was eating a handful of rice and the other one just kept staring at him. And through the interpreter, we asked, why aren't you eating? And the little boy replied, it's not my day to eat. Oh, boy. That is how severe the food shortage is in these countries where we serve. Honduras, enduring two devastating hurricanes. We met Maria, and I saw visually the definition of shell-shocked. She had to escape the rising waters, leaving whatever small items she had for life behind. She grabbed her son. They managed to escape with their lives, only to fear that because of a lack of food, an inability to go to the three jobs that she had that got her a couple dollars a day, because of COVID and quarantine, she doesn't know where she's going to get food for tomorrow. You answer that with your gift. $37 providing six months of life-saving food to a child like Maria's. When you go to theanswerpgh.com, just click on that red Give Food banner. And my question is, how many children can you rescue right now? Give us an idea of of the kind of food that Food for the Poor will be uh, distributing to these kids and how you get it to them. Well, the food baskets include all the non-perishable. So it's beans and rice, corn or corn flour, uh, cereal that's been fortified, sugar, cooking oil, even some hygienic items like soap and chlorine and a a pamphlet on COVID-19 preventative measures because so many of these people are, are isolated. They don't know what's going on. And John, we work with ministries on the ground, pastors and, and, missionaries on the ground in these communities who are able to to geometrically increase our impact. So as unique as the situation is to a community, to a country, that's how unique their delivery is. Because obviously we're not able to do the mass feeding programs that we're accustomed to. So pastors are throwing food baskets in the back of their pickups. They're they're filling kayaks with food baskets and floating into flooded areas that have been out of reach. They're using burrows and four-wheel drives. But rest assured, our community partners are committed to taking your generous gift, translating it into life-saving food, and then getting it to those most in need. Yeah, and that's the thing about uh, food for the poor, that when people give, they can be confident that the money they give is going directly to the people they're giving it to. Uh, And it's going to turn into food for them. You are exactly right. We take it so seriously. Our integrity is without question. You can always head over to foodforthepoor.org, get any of your questions answered. But let me tell you, I have stood in front of mothers who have expressed with tears flowing down their face the difference that a gift like yours has made. I've been a part of a food distribution. I've been a part of areas that intervene with mothers whose children are on the edge because of malnutrition. I have seen the results of gifts like yours. And I can attest with everything that's within me that your gift is getting to the people that need it most and it is making a lifetime of difference for them. Imagine who will the children you rescue become? Are they community leaders? Are they pastors? Are they fathers and mothers? That is yet to unfold as part of the story on the other end of your gift. When you head over to theanswerpgh.com and make your gift by clicking the Give Food banner right there. Again, the numbers are easy. $37 provides six months of life-saving food for a child. How many children can you rescue? Yeah, and uh, I'll give you the other ones real quick. $185 for five kids, $370 will feed 10 kids for six months. And they will get the food if you give the money. So, uh, Anitra, I really appreciate you being with us, and good luck with the campaign this year. 
Oh, well, thank you so much for your uh, partnership. Uh, You're uh, changing the world. Anitra, one more time with the phone number and the website. 866-922-HOPE. So it's 866-922-4673. Or you can always head over to theanswerpgh.com and just click on that red Give Food banner and change the life of a child. Anitra, thank you. Good luck. Yeah, and uh, make sure you uh, send a check, man. This stuff, it works. Uh, The food actually, I mean, the money actually turns into food for kids, and it's a great charity. I only got a couple minutes left here. I have to get this in. Batman is, uh, I'm not Batman, but Robin is bisexual. Uh, In the latest installment of Batman Urban Legends, the DC comic book character Tim Drake, a.k.a. the Cape Crusader's sidekick Robin, accepts an invitation to go on a date with a man named Bernard Dowd, thereby confirming Robin's LGBTQ status, that's according to TMZ. Robin's bisexual narrative unfolds in what one fan calls a, quote, light bulb moment as he and Bernard find themselves in a street-side brawl. After the hero ultimately rescues Bernard, Robin later pays him a visit at his apartment. I don't even want to know what happens after that. But that's here's the thing. They can't leave anything alone. There can't be a, there can't be a sitcom. There can't be a commercial. Uh, there can't be a, anything anymore in the media where someone is not gay i i I don't care if you're gay i don't it it doesn't matter to me but they're pushing an agenda and here's the thing according to a gallup poll taken uh in 2019 the average american thinks that 24.5 percent of the people in america are gay that that's according to a gallup poll they think one in four people is gay that's because of what I just said. They can't leave anything alone, and they're pushing an agenda. Do you know what the actual number is? 4.5%. That's the, that's the number from Gallup, 4.5. The average American has now been led to believe that one in every four people is gay, and now Robin is gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'll be, I'll, I mean, I was going to say I'll be right back. I'll be right back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.